No Purpose Without Love is a podcast dedicated to helping you find purpose through the relentless pursuit of God's love. The unfortunate reality is that we are born into a world that does not know God. Since God is synonymous with love, to be without God is to be without love. This podcast aims to bring light to the dark areas of your life so that you gain a deeper connection with love as a person, more affectionately known as Jesus. Jesus spoke often about the kingdom of God, and in the kingdom, love is the why behind everything that exists, including our purpose. I am your host, Dave Garesso, and my hope and prayer is that you will experience the overwhelming love of God so powerfully that you will become love to a world that is still very much without love. God has given me the ability to provide the spark, but he wants to fan into flames the purpose that he has for you, which always leaves a trail of breadcrumbs leading right back to our Father and Creator. Please remember to follow this podcast to continue receiving notifications about new episodes as they're released. Now let's get fired up. Hello and welcome back to the No Purpose Without Love podcast. Once again, I am your host, Dave Garesso. And for this second episode, I really want to get into why I'm creating this podcast. So like I did for the last episode, I want to bring up the agenda so you know where I'm going with this. The agenda for this episode is first, I want to share some encouragement and exhortation with you. I want to talk about why I'm creating the podcast. I want to talk about who this podcast is for. And then finally, we'll talk about why I believe that seeking our purpose is a crucial part of the rest of our lives. So without killing too much time, let's just get right into it and start with the encouragement and exhortation. Uh, So first things first, in this episode, I want to share both my desire for you, the listener, and my vision for the work that I do in general. So here are three things that I want you to know right now. First, that you are loved, that ultimately God desires for you, listener, to come to him. Second thing is that you were created for a powerful purpose. Mark Twain says that the two most important days of your life are the days that the day that you were born and the day that you find out why. So you have a powerful, unique, specific purpose that God made you to fulfill. And you have power. Every single one of us has power. And that's been that that's ultimately found in your story. Right? Everybody has a unique story um, that their life tells. And so if you think back on your life, consider that your story is where all the power to, to share your testimony, where you've come from, there's wisdom, there's experience in that. These things are critical for you to, to be a powerful influencer in terms of sharing your purpose, your God-given purpose with the world around you. And then finally, the third thing that I want you to know is that the resources and the people in your life right now are there to do a few things. One, to teach you something, to gain something from you, because we are rivers. We're not just reservoirs. God's love flows into us and then it flows out. Essentially, that love, that purpose flows through us. So those resources and the people in your life right now are there to teach you something, to gain something from you, and for you to share with others. 
That is the purpose of the resources and the people in your life right now. So you're loved. You were created for a powerful purpose and that there is a purpose for the people and the resources that exist in your life today. So just want to encourage you. All of those things remain true regardless of who's listening to this. But I also have a desire. I have a desire for you to know who you are. You are your dad's son or daughter. And I'm not talking about your earthly dad. And I know for some of you, your earthly dad has let you down. They've hurt you. They failed you in some way. We're, no, we're talking here about your heavenly dad, the one that loves you perfectly without ever falling short, who would kick down any wall to get to you, tear down as the song goes, they'll tear down any lie. He'll climb up any mountain. He'll kick down any wall, light up any shadow coming after you. So you truly are loved. You you are a son or a daughter in Christ. And I want you to know why it's important to love people well and why it's important to steward well or to manage the things that you've been given. Uh, Here are some things that I know are going to come up, right? As with any great creation or any new creation, I should say, whether it's great or not, there's always going to be some that that are going to be naysayers. So we're just going to go ahead and call some of that stuff out now because I recognize it and that's okay. For some, this podcast will not resonate. For some, they're going to just see it as a bunch of woo-woo. I once gave a training on servant leadership and somebody got up in the audience and asked, what is the importance of soft skills? Why does it matter how we talk and interact with other people. We're just here in a business to get things done, right? Um, to which I would respond, you know, there's a, there's a great importance because the, the reason we're here is to serve and support people. The reason businesses exist is to serve people in some capacity. So if people aren't receiving love, if people aren't receiving something of value, and we don't know even know how to communicate with them effectively, then what is the purpose of having any business or any venture, right? So I recognize that some may just see this as woo-woo. It's okay. This, this podcast is not for you. Some are going to listen, and their ego will tell them that this isn't for them. Again, that's completely okay. This by no means is a mission to convince you of anything. I'm simply sharing with you about your identity in Christ and the purpose for which I believe we are created. Some are going to listen with the mindset that this is meant for someone else they know. Now, we've all had this happen before, right? We all struggle with ego issues, frankly, too. Nobody's immune to that. But some of us are going to listen to things in this podcast and go, ah, my sister really needs to hear I have a really good friend that really needs to hear. This isn't really for me. This is for them. And, and to you, I say, that may be true. However, something in this is for you as well. So come into this with an open mind. Receive this as, um, even if it's just confirmation on what you already to be, know to be true, there may be a unique insight or a unique perspective that adds on to what you already know. So give it a chance. Some are also going to listen to this and just forget. You'll get all excited and then half hour goes by and something happens and you've completely forgot. That's why it's recorded. 
<laughs> feel free to come back and listen again and again. Take notes and apply some of the things that you learn in these podcasts. We're going to bring on some very wise people um, that have had great experiences. Believe me, you're not going to just listen to me talk episode after, after episode. I want to engage others in the conversation. These first few episodes are really just designed to reveal my heart to my listeners and really what this is all about. But once we get through those first few episodes, we're going to start bringing others into the conversation and they're going to have the opportunity to share insights about identity, about influence and leadership and about stewardship and and really what it means to position ourselves to live out the God-given purpose uh, that we were created for. So I'm excited to get into that part uh, in a couple more episodes. But let's continue through this list of of sort of naysayers, if you will. Uh, I also know that some are going to think that they're too busy to seek their purpose, right? This is great. And Dave, I love what you're talking about. I love the conversation, but I just don't got time for that. Um, The truth is, is in order to be completely fulfilled, knowing why we're here is essential in that. So I would encourage and exhort you to make time, right? To, To fit time into your schedule, to spend time seeking what that purpose is for your life and why God made you. Others are going uh, to to place a lower priority on what they hear in lieu of life's worries. This happens to us all too, doesn't it? Where, you know, we're worried about the bills, we're worried about family stuff, we're worried about how we're going to provide, how we're going to get things done, especially in a time now where it feels like we're busier than ever. And I know that recent changes with COVID and how it affected our culture, uh, really cultures around the world, uh, has certainly gotten some of us to wake up and say, wow, that busy life I once had, I no longer want that. I want to make some changes. Well, this is this is going to be for you as well. If you're that person, um, knowing that, getting that sense of purpose and knowing what that means for you is going to be critical, even though you have decided that you're not busy, right? So just reducing the busyness and creating margin in your life gives you space to really think about things that aren't just urgent, but things that are important for you and for those that you love. Some are actually going to listen to this and apply what they've learned. And that's great. I encourage all of you to do that. Um, Choose to be the person, right? This is my final exhortation. Choose to be the person that hears and seeks the purpose that God has for you, regardless of your age status, gender, personality type, ethnicity, or any type of background. If you're hearing this, there's a reason for this. Everything happens for a reason. God has ordained everything for its time and its place. And so regardless of where you're at or what your perspective may be, my hope and my prayer is that listeners will receive more about how much they're loved by God and that they'll gain something of value to not just improve their own lives, but the lives of others in their spheres of influence. So give this a chance, no matter who you are. I also want to share my vision, right? Not just for this podcast, but really for my life's work going forward. You know, I'm, I'm a lot of things. I'm a father of four, uh, one teenager, one almost teenager, and two others coming up behind them. And I've been married for 20 years, and I'm going to get into more of that, more into that in the next podcast. But uh, I'm a lot of things. I play a lot of different roles. 
Uh, but as far as my work is concerned on the subject of purpose and and living out uh, the things that God's called me to, these are a few things uh, that that I would like to do before the day that I die. And I pray to God um, that that this vision will be fulfilled. But uh, the first one is to inspire 35 million people to live out their God-given purpose. I really believe strongly that in a world where everybody's living out that God-given purpose, it's a different world. Um, it's a little bit of heaven on earth. I recognize that in, in a world where things are broken and imperfect people exist, we can never quite have that, that perfection that we desire. But I also know that for those of us that choose to seek it, it's going to make it better for the larger majority. The second thing that I want to share with you is that I want to influence the transformation of 3.5 million organizations to become purpose-driven, kingdom-oriented, joyful environments that care deeply about the people they work with. And then the third thing is to transform the nation through 12.5 million families that desire to support one another with kingdom principles. I really want to influence the individual the organizations, especially in the United States of America, uh, since we have millions of private organizations around the nation that serve people and have a huge influence on our culture and our society and how we live. And so that's why I think it's critical uh, to influence them as well. And then finally, the families. Uh, culture, the world doesn't change uh, with just one talking head. It takes millions of families coming together in unity, um, but that starts with what happens inside your homes. The way we teach our children, the way we raise them up, um, I truly believe that if we get that right, the next generation, uh, for better or for worse, will change everything. And so those are uh, three major things that I'd like to accomplish. They seem big. They certainly scare me, um, but Truthfully, anything is possible with God. I believe that by faith, um, and I want to step forward into that, and I want a team, millions of people eventually to be surrounded by them that, that believe in that vision and mission for our nation and our world. So let's get into why I'm doing this podcast, and I'm going to get a little bit personal with you uh, here because I think you know when we talk about why we choose to do new and great things in our lives, there's usually a very personal reason, a lot of times very rooted in pain and things that hurt us in the past. And from that, we tend to step up, many of us, and say never again. Uh, and I recognize that, that there's a right and a wrong way to do that. We can't move forward in bitterness and unforgiveness and some of the things that hold us back and make us believe that we're less than. That's not the perspective that I'm coming from. I'm, I'm saying that there are people out there that are hurting, much of them just like you and I, and have been through similar things to what you and I have gone through in terms of our pain. And we don't want to see others suffer in the same way. And so some of us choose to stand up and say, I'm going to help others overcome because I am an overcomer and I want to help you overcome as well. So uh, in my formative years, for me personally, I largely felt unseen. For, for many years, uh, let's just say the first, you know, 15, 20 years of my life, unseen, unheard, unvalued. Um, I was raised by a father who was very performance driven. What do I mean by that? 
Um, if you cleaned your room, if you did what you were told, if you got good grades in school, if you did all the things right, uh, you were usually in his good graces. And that usually was accompanied by things like if the sports teams were doing well, uh, if, if the relationships in his life were going well, uh, if people did and said and thought the way that he, he you know, jived with him, uh, he felt better. And as a result of, of him feeling better, things tended to go even better for you uh, as his son or daughter. And, you know, I, I want to give honor to my father because I know that, you know, we're, we're called to, to, to honor our mother and father. The word of God speaks. Uh, it's one of the Ten Commandments, uh, but it even speaks about living a longer life when we honor our mother and father. And for some, I recognize this is difficult because um, they've hurt us enough in our lives and we're carrying around the frustration that it's really hard to say, hey, I want to honor this person that hurt me. But the truth is, uh, without our fathers and our mothers, even those who's, who have failed us, uh, one thing we can always say is that we wouldn't be here without them. That they gave us an opportunity at life, an opportunity to change something for the better, an opportunity to influence people towards a vision for a better life. And that's what I choose to do with the life that I've been given. So I'm grateful to my father for the opportunity to have life and to make a difference in this world. And yeah, while things were, um, there were a lot of bad memories, there were a lot of good ones too. Right? I've shared many positive moments with my dad and there are still things that I remember uh, that maybe I was more stubborn to receive in my earlier years that now I look back and go, wow, like, I know he had a hard life too. And I know that, you know, all his methods weren't perfect, but there were things that he was trying to convey to me in love that he wanted me to know because he too didn't want me to go through some of the things that he had to go through. And I'm grateful for his heart and that matter and trying to help me see that. And so, you know, I do want to give honor to him in that regard, but there were some difficult things. And because of that performance-based mentality that I was raised in, I spent uh, my early adult years struggling to perform well for everyone around me and knowing that there are others out there that struggle with that same performance-based mentality. Um, I, I really want to um, convey this message that when we operate that way, um, we, we tend to forfeit the idea that we're loved by God regardless of our performance. And that can have us seeking all kinds of false identities and chasing the wrong things for the wrong reason. So that's why it's important to recognize when we're living in a performance-based mindset, essentially trying to earn love and earn the things that we have in life. Yeah, there is a place for hard work. There is a place where, you know, working hard towards the things that we desire, that's actually important. Don't get me wrong. But if it's to earn love or to earn a certain status, we might be missing something beautiful that God has been offering us for free all along. And that is his love, his grace, his mercy. Uh, those things happen and are, are given to us because of who he is, not because of what we do or we don't do. But that is... That's a, a difficult lesson for some of us who were raised in performance-based homes. I dealt with a lot of bullies, uh, especially in grade school. Um, for the first part of my grade school years, uh, picked on a lot, 
uh, me to feel like I was less than. Uh, to, to give you all some perspective, I, when I entered high school, I was only 4'11 and 95 pounds. Quite literally, I was the, the runt of the litter. Uh, I think my children that are in middle school now are already, including my daughter, bigger than I was, certainly at their age and possibly bigger than I, I think bigger than I was when I entered high school. So I was very small, not very athletic, kind of, uh, you know, what they back in those days would have said the nerdy type. Um, I, I tended to put all my emphasis into getting good grades at school because that's sort of what made my dad happy. And I didn't have a whole lot of other things to focus on so that when I was able to focus on the one thing, um, I could be great at it. Um, and so I often say in my adult years, I'm more of a laser focused person than a multitasker. And when I set my mind on the one thing, uh, I tend to do better at that. And so uh, as a result, you know, obviously, as I already mentioned for years, I felt like I had to prove my worth. Uh, when I was at work, you know, it felt like impressing people with my prowess or my, you know, keen ability to do things really well, especially when I applied that laser I'm talking about. Um, that that's how I proved my worth at work. And if I didn't get the response from others that I had hoped to receive, uh, I'd find myself in these deep, dark depressions wondering, you know, why am I even here? Sometimes why, why am I even alive? Um, I have a greater understanding of who I am today and the purpose that God has for me. And so, yes, I've overcome a lot of these struggles, but I still have down days, right? If I'm being honest, I have days, sometimes weeks at a time where I, I find myself struggling with some of these issues because they're the repeat patterns uh, throughout years of my life. And you don't go from repeat patterns for decades and change it overnight. It takes years of work uh, to work yourself through those things. Uh, second, secondly, uh, relationships, how people see me. Uh, control is something that I've often struggled with as a result of the, the, this pain in my past, um, feeling like, and, and maybe you, uh, as a listener, uh, can relate to this, but feeling like because of, of the pain that I experience, if I can keep my relationships in close knit communities and do my best to control the outcome and the flow of how those relationships move, what gets said, how it gets said, when it gets said, uh, that somehow I could avoid the pain um, of, of people falling short, including myself. Um, control is never the answer. Um, I just got to say that outright. The more we try to control, uh, the more we'll realize how little control we have. The more things will blow up in our face. Um, the truth is, is that the, the true um, antidote, if you will, to control is to just let it go and surrender. Um, surrender your relationships to God, surrender your relationships to take on, uh, to, to, to give you the outcome or to produce an outcome that's apart from your desire. And you'll be surprised a lot of times when you let go of that control, the outcome is not only what you expected, it's far greater. And that is a lesson that I would say it's taken me till my late thirties, early forties, um, to, to really, and that, to, to be transparent, that's kind of, I'm in, I'm 43 right now. And so only recent and recent years of my life am I learning to relinquish that control. And it's a process. 
It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but because of my fear about being unseen, unheard, abandoned, or just you know, people that love me not being there for me, I've struggled with that greatly. Um, achievements are another thing. The more we achieve, it, it speak, tends to speak to a gap in the heart that I am what I achieve. And, and folks, that's just not true. You are not your achievements. That's not your identity. And, and, and sadly, even in my knowledge about God, um, fortunately, I've had years of knowledge just poured into my head, especially over the last decade where I've been able to learn so many things about the Bible, about God, what it means to be a Christian. And, you know, early on in that process, uh, I kind of got a big head. I started thinking that, you know, my achievement, if you will, in gaining all this knowledge, uh, it gave me a step up above others. And, and, you know, and isn't that funny that when you struggle proving your worth, you tend to compare yourself a lot. And you measure yourself against the standard of others when really the only standard we should be measuring ourselves up against is, is really ourselves. We're our only true competitor. And I bet you some of you thought I was going to say a standard against God or against Christ. And yes, absolutely. We want to become more Christ-like. But I truly believe that God finishes what he starts. And I think if we're caught up in performance-based thinking, it can be dangerous to try to measure yourself against the standard of Christ because here's what we also know. It's impossible, right, as human beings that are not, that are not perfect. We'll just leave it at that. And so you're going to fall short. Even though you're a Christian, you're still going to sin. I said the S word. You're still going to sin. You're still going to fall short. And if you're a performance-based thinker and you've struggled with that like I have, when you fall short, it has the propensity to, to make you feel like you're falling back, that you're less than, that you're not measuring up uh, for even God's love. And that's a dangerous place to be because, folks, once again, that's just not true. God loves you because of who you are and who and who he is, more importantly. He is love, and love can't do anything but love. And so I really want that to set in with you. Um, So rather than measuring yourself against the standard of somebody else or even God himself, recognize that if you can just become 1% better every year and you're continually growing and moving in the direction that God has really said, hey, this is the way to live. He says it in his word. This is the way to live that will bring love and joy into not only your own life, but the lives of others, and will ultimately advance the kingdom of God. If we continue to aim for those things, we're going to continue to get better. So compete with yourself. Are you 1% better than you were last year? That's a healthy competition rather than comparing ourselves against others and constantly feeling like we're falling short. And so, you know, once again, and I'll, I'll, I have a few other reasons too I want to share, but before I get into that, right, horrible leaders at jobs that I've encountered over the years have made the struggle harder. And maybe you identify with that. I bet many of you have. Um, I didn't have many quality, non-dysfunctional relationships in my early adult years either. No mentors, uh, not a lot of father figures uh, that could really guide me 
in a way that was going to lead me to a better place in my life. I, it wasn't until my mid to late 30s, especially, where I really started intentionally seeking those things out. Um, and, and I'm thankful to even mentors that I don't personally know, but uh, guys like John Maxwell, leadership experts who have written books that help me get a better view on what it means to be a great leader and to influence people in a positive way. Um, guys like those exist all over, and there are a million different books, even beyond the Bible, that can help you understand from a unique perspective. And I'm grateful for those. Um, but before those people in my life, I didn't have a lot of that. And so once again, it created a lot of struggle. But here's some additional reasons um, that that I created this podcast. Uh, I experience joy when I live out my calling. Um, many people have invested in me over the years, and I want to bring an ROI on that investment. I mean, I, I can't even name all the people because then I'd feel bad for forgetting to name the others that I didn't mention because the number of people is just that high. And so when people invested into my life, I remember saying to myself countless times, I need to return that in, on that investment. They didn't pour into me for it to stop with me. I want to be a river. I want to share that stuff with the world. Uh, another reason is because there's this sense of urgency that God called me to do this. And, and he too has personally invested in me for this purpose that I have so that others can receive something they need. If we're not out there living out our purpose, somebody's missing out, right? And I think that's true for all of us. Uh, another thing is that God will be glorified if I allow him to lead, right? And I know that ultimately everything I do is to point others back to him because he's, he's the reason that I do this. He's the reason that I even know what love is or how to love others well or how to live out a purpose. Any of this stuff that we're talking about, it all comes from God in the end anyway. And so I want others to experience the same love that he's poured out on me. And so that's one of the big reasons um, that I do this as well. And then I also want to share a quick story with you. Um, Years ago, I heard about a man that took his own life. He had a young family and a wife. And for whatever reason, I didn't know him. I only heard about him and witnessed a group of people talking about him. And one thing that stood out to me was the reaction of the people sitting in the circle talking about this man that took his life. They were upset and they called him selfish. And they said a lot of things that were pretty negative about the person who took their own life. And I remember in that moment, logically speaking, I understood where they were coming from. He had a family, he had kids that depended on him. And I've heard many people say before that it's incredibly selfish to choose suicide at a time when you have a family that depends on you. And I, I get the sentiment, but what, what really struck me in that moment was the lack of empathy and the lack of heart for what that person might have been going through that led him to choose that they'd rather not live when they're created by a God who is life personified. That should really strike us as human beings when somebody chooses to take their own life and yet decides as a, as a creation of someone who is life that it's better that I'm not here. I want to reach the hearts of people 
at the level to where there's empathy. You're hurting. You're struggling. How did you get there? What pain has happened, has, has been brought into your life that made you feel like, I just can't do this anymore. I want to reach those hearts. And I want to be surrounded by others that also want to reach them. That your first reaction is empathy, not right away to this is a selfish action. We need to seek first to understand before we're ever understood. You know, and that if you're not familiar, that comes from the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. Uh, but that's the fifth habit. And it's, that one always stood out to me because so few of us take the time to understand others. We quickly judge the actions of others before we ever understand how they got there. And so I hope that this podcast will open the minds and eyes and ears of others to start thinking more that way rather than jumping to judgment calls. So who is this for, right? Um, this this podcast is for performance-based people, especially men. It's for those who never felt like they were enough. It's for those that were told that they need to just suck it up when life got hard. It's for those who feel it is weakness to admit that they are scared. It's for those that feel unseen, unheard, unloved, and unvalidated. It's for those that strive for better but seem to be working backwards despite it. It's for those that work hard every day but still feel like they lack a sense of purpose and or joy. It's for those that want to make a positive impact in the world. It's for those that feel guilty for wanting more. It's for those that have dreams but just feel stuck. It's for those that never feel like they have enough. It's for those that feel like they have nothing to offer the world. It's for those that fear they're just like everyone else. It's for those that want to see God move powerfully in their lives. And so if, if you can relate to any of these or even more than one or maybe all of them, then this podcast is for you. I believe that you'll gain tremendous value from it. And finally, I want to share this, this vision of what I believe when it comes to finding out your purpose and discovering what that means. Why is it so critical that we figure out that purpose and live it out? And here's what I believe. I believe that each of us has a specific purpose that only we can fulfill. I believe that those who live out their purpose radically impact the lives of others and cause them to reach for their dreams as well. I believe that those who seek their purpose will find it. I believe that purpose dwells within and it can be drawn out by others. I believe that those who understand their purpose will be filled with joy despite life circumstances. I believe that those who know who they are find their purpose. I believe that purpose-driven people are drawn to others like themselves, and I believe that purpose-driven people find abundance rather than scarcity. I believe that those who live on purpose experience love in the process. I believe that a world driven by purpose is a more fulfilled, loving world for all of us. I believe that purpose-driven people uniquely meet the needs of others in ways that only they can. I believe that a world without purpose is a world that is lost in chaos. I believe that purpose-driven people deal out hope to those who have little to none. I believe that a world filled with God-given purpose leads to a heaven filled with endless stories of redemption. And I believe that God's purpose always prevails. Folks, this is the reason that I want to do this podcast. It's the reason that I want to do 
all of the work that I'm doing, whether it's coaching clients, uh, creating online courses, or other group programs that enable others to move closer towards what that purpose is, to become great leaders, to become firm in their identity in Christ, and to steward and manage well all the things in their life that they've been given, whether it's their finances, uh, their families, their friendships, uh, any other uh, thing that, that they're responsible for. All of these things were given to us for a reason, like I previously mentioned. They teach us things. People gain from us as well, right? We are here for a purpose. And so this concludes episode two. Next episode, we're going to get into a little bit more about who I am uh, and maybe even a little bit more about why I'm doing this. Uh, But thank you so much for joining me uh, for this second episode. Uh, As always, please remember to subscribe or follow this podcast if you're enjoying it for future updates. And until next time, remember to lead well, live on purpose, and honor God with your life. Thank you once again for listening and supporting the No Purpose Without Love podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please remember to follow this podcast to continue receiving notifications about new upcoming episodes. For more information about how to start your own purpose-filled journey or to get in touch with me, you can start my online course by going to courses.beaconleaders.com or you can email me at info at beaconleaders.com. You can also visit my website at www.davidegoresso.com. I will post these links and others in the description section of each episode as well. So until next time, remember to lead well, live on purpose, and honor God with your life.